Today's episode is brought to you by the Clackamas County Winter Fair and Holiday Market. Lights, holiday treats and crafts, festive cheer, and of course, Santa and Mrs. Claus. Fridays and Saturdays from December 2nd through the 23rd, 5 to 10 p.m., only at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds in Canby. Tickets and information at ccwinterfair.com. This episode is also brought to you by Oddmo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmo's.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Candy, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Goal can't be in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. <laughs> With an old maid daughter that make the best moonshine in the coast. <laughs> if it would have hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. It, it, it... I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome to Now Hear This Can Be Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tyler Clausen, and this is what's happening this week in our community. A grand jury has determined the use of deadly force by officers in the Clackamas County Sheriff's Office and Oregon State Police was justified in a traffic stop in Milwaukee earlier this year that killed a 24-year-old black man from Tiger. The incident began on the rainy evening of June 18th when OSP Trooper Zachary Cole and Clackamas County Detective Daniel Ferguson attempted to pull over 24-year-old Derek Dwayne Clark on suspicion of driving under the influence of intoxicants. Clark reportedly fled the attempted traffic stop at high speeds, ultimately crashing his vehicle into a ditch at Southeast Railroad Avenue in Southeast Wood Avenue in Milwaukee. According to the official account released by the Oregon Department of Justice this week, as well as law enforcement statements at the time, Ferguson and Cole gave Clark verbal instructions to show his hands, but he did not comply. Clark then got out of his vehicle with a firearm in his right hand and attempted to flee. The DOJ said, while on the run, Clark reportedly raised the weapon in the air, at which point both Ferguson and Cole fired multiple shots at him. Clark was hit twice and died at the scene. After a thorough investigation by the DOJ, an assistant attorney general presented the case to a Clackamas County grand jury on Monday. The grand jury returned a not true bill that same night, meaning the jurors believed criminal charges against the two officers were not warranted. This is obviously a tragic incident that everyone wishes had not happened, Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum said. I want to thank the Clackamas County Grand Jurors for their service, as well as the Oregon City and Lake Oswego Police Departments for their thorough investigation. 
At the time of his death, Clark was a volunteer teacher in training for the Insight Alliance, a nonprofit dedicated to rehabilitating adults and young people impacted by incarceration. He was introduced to the program while serving a sentence for a 2015 second-degree robbery at McLaren Youth Correctional Facility in Woodburn. From mentoring other youth who've been impacted by the carceral system to speaking at global conferences, Derek was a huge advocate for mental health support, mutual aid, and racial justice, the Insight Alliance said at the time. He was a powerful presence and never shied away from standing up for those who needed it. The best and brightest Christmas displays in Canby will be front and center throughout the month of December. The Friends of the Canby Public Library is offering the chance to tour these displays during the second annual Christmas Tour of Lights. Do it all in one night or spread it out over several nights, then vote for your favorite displays by 6 p.m. December 28th. Christmas is a wonderful time in Canby, and this is one of the events that showcases the small town magic making our community so special. Friends President Gail Elizabeth said in a press release, We are so grateful to our sponsors and members and to all the homeowners who work hard to make the season bright. Winning homeowners will not only get bragging rights, but also prizes from local sponsors, including the grand prize $250 in products and services from Holiday Light Solution. Tickets for this year's tour go on sale from 5 to 8 p.m., Thursday, December 1st, in front of the Canby Public Library. Proceeds benefit free educational and cultural programming presented by the library. The Friends will offer hot cocoa and cookies to decorate as part of the first Thursday night market. Tickets are also available at Cuts Forth's Market and the Canby Public Library during normal business hours. Tickets come with a map and a ballot and may also be purchased online at canbychristmastour.com. For more information, contact the Friends Board at canbyfol at gmail.com. Canby School District has applied to Clackamas County to demolish the historic White Building, a historic schoolhouse located on the grounds of Karras Elementary School at the corner of Karras Road and Highway 213. Since last October, the school district has sought to sell the building for the bargain price of $1, with the understanding that the buyer would assume the cost of removing and relocating the structure by March 2023. The project is part of planned work at the Clackamas Elementary School campus made possible through the $75 million capital improvement bonds the district's voters approved in May 2020. 
The district intends to use the additional space to change traffic and parking patterns at Karis Elementary School site to improve traffic safety on school grounds and at the adjacent intersection. As an alternative, the school district has also asked Clackamas County Historic Review Board to approve demolishing the building to ensure the district can move forward with its plans in the event that a buyer cannot be found. Clackamas County Historic Review Board will consider the application and make a recommendation at a Zoom meeting scheduled for 7 p.m. Thursday, December 8th. The public is welcome to attend remotely and participate in the public comment portion of the meeting. The two-story, 4,720-foot building deeded to Clackamas School District Number 29 in 1885 by Isaac and Constance Farr was completed in the craftsman style. It includes lap siding, exposed rafters, purlins and brackets, wood double-hung windows, and a gabled porch with decorative truss and a main entry paneled with transom and side lights. The white building has served the Karras area as a schoolhouse, meeting hall, community center, and Sunday school for the Methodist Church over the decades. It was used as a school until the 1970s and as administrative offices until the early 2000s. It was one of only two schools in the Oregon City Beaver Creek area that dates to the Motor Age, 1914 to 1940, and was noted for the high quality of its design and construction, which was unusual for non-residential properties built in that period. It was left vacant in 2005, and the front entry was gated off and the rear staircase was removed in 2018. The White Building is on the list of designated historical sites for both the state and Clackamas County. Long before ovens, stovetops, and kitchen counters across Canby got busy with preparations for the annual Thanksgiving feast, more than 100 intrepid souls gathered at CrossFit Formidable for a brisk run, walk, or jog through the morning fog. The 10, 5, or 3-kilometer run along the logging road trail was dubbed the Turkey Trot in honor of the holiday. Why not Thanksgiving, Katie Adams, longtime owner of CrossFit Formidable, said with a laugh. Andy and Sandy Kahoot, retired former owners of Kahoot Waste Services, joined Adams as partners in the local gym last month. Most people want to do something active on Thanksgiving, but you want something that's not too intimidating, she continued. Something you can do with kids, and Thanksgiving is a good morning because a lot of people don't have anything going on. So you can fill it with something healthy and eat a little extra for dinner. Adams and Kahoots started planning the event just six weeks ago and expected to find around 20 or 30 diehards who would want to spend their Thanksgiving morning pounding the pavement around Camby. Without much advertising, we got 100 participants, Andy Kahoots told Now Hear This Camby this week. By the morning of the trot, a total of 105 registered for the 10K or 5K, 3K run walk. I think it's just something that can be needed, 
Something that's fun and a little low-key, Adams said of the turkey trot. Low-key isn't always what people associate with CrossFit, but we can do all kinds of fitness. The event raised approximately $3,000, Adams said, which the gym will use to start a scholarship fund for teens and youth whose families cannot afford CrossFit services. The owners also plan to start a nonprofit in 2023 that will work toward a similar purpose. We feel very strongly that kids and everyone else need to be active, Adams said. We really like doing things like this that are for the community. Canby's a great town. For photos, find this story on our website, canbyfirst.com. Frankie, what's up, dude? Ah, intruder, Alexis, call 411. <laughs> uh, who's Alexis? Oh, it's just you, Tyler. Sorry about that. You know, the days are getting shorter and darker, and before you know it, 6 p.m. is going to feel like midnight, and with the holidays coming, Christmas deliveries on the way and all, I've, I've just, I've been getting more security conscious, and I guess it's just making me a little paranoid. Yeah, so that's what all this is. Looks... Looks like quite the setup. Oh yeah. We decided to really invest in a top-of-the-line Wi-Fi connected video security system. Just one little problem. What's that? Well, just look at this. We tested it out during Halloween, and look how grainy and pixelated the video is. Everybody looks like Minecraft characters, and <laughs> only a couple were actually wearing Minecraft costumes. This is supposed to be 4K high-def video. I know, I know, you're gonna say it's my internet service provider like you always do, but I made sure to place my Wi-Fi router in a central location, and I think my download speeds are decent. Oh, Frankie, how many times have we gotta go over this? You always focus on the download speeds, but it's the upload speeds that really matter here. When you've got cameras that are uploading data to your smartphone app through the internet. Oh. I guess I should just hope I get robbed by someone wearing a Minecraft mask. Uh, sure. Or, or you could just switch to DirectLink, where they have internet upload speeds up to 10 times faster than other local providers. Oh. For uploads at the speed of security, visit www.directlink.coop slash internet, or give them a call, 503-266-8111. Twenty-two lights per frame. Okay. Um, we won't have a total until this evening. Um, each side of the house will have singular pillars going up. That will have eighteen lights, and then the top will have uh, lights that will be. Stuck with magnets to oh. the trough. Okay. It's called a trough 
uh, a trough gutter. Gutter, yeah, yeah. So it's not your traditional gutter. So, but it is pretty metal. Strong magnets, I imagine. What's that? Pretty, pretty strong magnets. Specific, magnet. yeah. These yeah. are higher. These are a different style that and, we brought in. And that was like you said, the owner obviously was very, um, you know, careful. Wanted very specific types of things yep. uh, to preserve the house. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely going to be very preservation friendly. Yeah. So uh, at this point, we'll get those up here once we're getting done with this. But um, there are each frame, but there's 12 frames total. Um, they're about eight feet by three foot frames. Yeah. Um, what, was the, what were the other questions? Um, I mean, obviously being on the, the grounds here and oh. the... Um, shadow of this beautiful house like every every detail is so carefully curated of the grounds right like yes. each rose bush yes. everything's just beautiful yes. um i imagine the owners and you guys they kind of impressed on you the need to kind of do that with the lights as well yes. like think so, very thoughtfully and deliberately so, about how you're doing this project that in fact that's a great point too because um when we first quoted this we were going to do what's called a 15-inch spacing on the on the lights. Yeah. When we actually built out and got all the measurements correct and boiled down, yeah, um, the 15-inch wouldn't fit to be exact for every single window. Yeah. So we had to go to the 12-inch uh, spacing, which is going to make this house really pop. Yeah. On the inside here, the 15-inch will be on the top, on the sides, but the detail. We had to make sure our detail, every single spacing is, um, we've got uh, exact spacing, three on top, three on the bottom, mm. and uh, there are eight, There's I think there's eight yeah. on each side. So yeah. That's exactly, there's 22 bulbs per, per frame. Wow. wow. And they're all hooked up there, somehow? Um, there will be one plug mm -hmm. running the whole system. Wow. Um, we use what's called zip lines. Yeah. Um, so, um, do I have, I don't have, let me go back here, I'll show you. Yeah. I think I've seen you work with these before. They're the sort of quick plug things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. quick connectors. Quick connectors. Yeah. Yeah, So we just connect and yeah. create our, um, create extension cord. Yeah. Glorified he, extension cords. Yeah. It's called zip lines. But, I know. Um, what do you know about um, the history of the property as far as the lights? You mentioned that as far as you know, you're the first professional. Yeah. Um, has it been a big thing in the past that you know of? The previous owners have no. lit it up for the holidays or anything? So these guys have owned this house for 19 years. Yeah. I understand. That's about it. They've yeah. just done it himself. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, we do have... We haven't figured out if we're going to do a wreath or not. Um, okay. We brought it, but it's not, I'm not going to put it together just yet. Yeah. So, um, wow. But yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, historic home. I mean, make sure that, you know, everything, like even down to the, this strip. So there will be no screws. Everything is connected to this. So it's just one. We'll have one screw at the very top so we're working on that yeah and then we probably will have one at the bottom to secure it and that's it wow so it'll hang yeah cool oh 
Uh, that's 22 feet on each side. Yeah. It's tall. Right it's such, there. obviously, uh, ha- iconic and beloved property for people who live in this area. Everyone knows the Barlow House, you know. Um, does it feel different to you at all as somebody, you know, contracted to, to do this job? Or, or does it, so we, does, we just does it just got, feel like a job? No, um, we just got done doing um, Lewis and Clark Frank Manor House okay. yesterday. So, so done this is the second, actually historic. this is our third historic home because okay. we are, um, we uh, lit some trees and we'll be doing the Cooley House for Lewis and Clark College. So does that feel different though, doing a historic property or not? You pay attention to what the electrical is, yeah. what the client wants. Yeah. Uh, you're not gonna probably do really wild colors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a warm white. This is more of a, yeah. uh, a yellow warm white. Yeah. So it's more in tune. You're not going to have the Clark Griswold no, uh, inflatables no, hanging no. off, or okay, gotcha, not gotcha. That. <laughs> that's the most modern, and that's just because of the magnets. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the most modern. Everything else is all traditional. Yeah. yeah. These are called faceted lights. Yeah. C9 faceted lights. And you said no colors. This is pretty much just light. Uh, sorry, white. Uh, warm white. Warm so white. So it's yeah. uh, 2700K Kelvin. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so we're dealing with what a, a few hundred lights. Um, you said there's about 20, um, 22 per 22 per per window. The trim. Uh, thirty six, twenty two, two twenty, thirty six, probably three hundred. Yeah, and just the front and the signs, or just the, the front. Cool. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it, it's obviously it's taken maybe some extra time to kind of design and plan out. Um, so you've been working on this for how long? Uh, we worked on this last night. I was up until 10 o'clock last night. I was up at 6 this morning working yeah, yeah. and trying to get it done. We're at our end or at the end of the season. So yeah. trying yeah. to get our big projects done and get them put up. And, awesome. Uh, so, yep. Well, we're really excited to see it. Do you know what the plans are for the owners? Will they have it on just every night through December until so Christmas? So normally or? our timers are from 4 to 11.59 p.m. And okay. then it's up to the timer or up to the owner uh, if they want it short the dates. Or not. Oh, okay. Uh, and we will go, we'll come back and take down second, third week in January. But okay. then it's, it's up to the owner to decide when he, they pull the plug. Yeah. Or, so. Yeah. Cool. So. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else? I can't remember what else I asked you. <laughs> no, I don't, but, that's uh, right. but yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's really cool. Uh, and then um, I will tell you that phone, iPhone photos don't do it justice. So if you yeah. have your cam, you're gonna have your camera out. Ho, ho, ho! Nobody does Christmas like Canby, and the Clackamas County Fairgrounds and Event Center is proving that this year with their spectacular third annual winter fair and first ever holiday market. On Friday and Saturday nights from December 2nd through the 23rd, celebrate the festive period at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds as you've never seen it before. Decked out in a carefully designed half-mile holiday walkthrough experience featuring more than 200,000 lights and show-stopping animations. 
It's the best of both worlds with top-of-the-line, cutting-edge LED technology and music combined with thoughtful and artistic tributes to our most time-honored and beloved country and Christmas traditions. New this year, the holiday market will showcase more than 25 local crafters and vendors offering one-of-a-kind gifts, souvenirs, and delicious treats you can't find anywhere else, along with the best school choirs, bands, and other regional entertainment performing your Christmas favorites each night to ensure the perfect festive mood. Round out your trip to the Winter Fair with a visit to Santa's workshop to meet the jolly old elf himself for family photos every day of the fair until 8 p.m. Tickets are on sale now, $10 for adults and teens and $5 for children aged 4 to 12. Parking and children 3 and under are free. For tickets and information, visit ccwinterfair.com. Happy holidays to you and yours, and a very Merry Christmas. It is the holiday season officially, almost officially, will be this week uh, here in the Canby area. And on the Canby Conversation today, we are so delighted to be joined by William Kaiser. He's the owner of Marywood Farms. Hi, William. Welcome. Hi. Welcome here. How are you doing? Good. Happy Good. holidays. Merry Christmas. And to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is just uh, like uh, one of the Christmas highlights of the area. I mean, uh, tell us a little bit about your operation here. Well, we started 30 years ago. Hmm. And uh, I'm selling Douglas fir. That's mm -hmm. what I had. And then the first people who drove up the driveway wanted a noble fir. So <laughs> isn't that just the thing? <laughs> yes. Well, so I started planting noble fir after that, and every other variety I could think of that people would ask you for. You do a lot of yeah. 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 And so over the years, I've just uh, the field is full of different kinds of trees. Yeah. And because most places are just those two, but yeah, you, you've got a, quite a variety here. Uh -huh. Yeah, I try to please everybody. Right. <laughs> so, and, Careful with that. Yeah, so I know sometimes <laughs> it's hard to do, but uh, you know, and 30 years doing this, we uh, we were given pony rides mm -hmm. to uh, little kids, and now those little kids have grown up, mm -hmm. and they're bringing their kids mm -hmm. here. Yeah. And uh, that's great to see. I know. Yeah. And so our motto coined by my son-in-law's mother who mm -hmm. works here okay. sometimes said you know you folks grow memories hmm. and I love that I thought well yeah I thought that was kind of cool so yeah uh, we latched on to that and, and I think and, it's, and you offered her a job the next day I believe <laughs> yeah <laughs> well she's you know seasonal okay so <laughs> you're not going to get rich right. working here <laughs> I love that Cool. Um, well, I'm being drawn over by this Christmas music. Let's have a look yes. over here. So it's this the, is really the famous, obviously, people come here for the trees, but they also come here for this, right? Yes. Yeah, the <laughs> diorama. I tell my wife that they come here for the diorama okay. and then just throw just, a tree just on. Just happen to have it. Yeah, since right. we're here, let's grab a tree. Uh-huh. This is, uh, this year we have Gene Autry. You do a different theme. Yes, different every theme year. every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, this year we have Gene Autry. He came... Uh, you know, agreed to come back from the dead to to do this. So story. nice of him. Thank you, Gene. Uh -huh. He's a little <laughs> flat. As you I can see. see that. Got the lovely full size Gene Autry there, and a, and an interesting looking uh, band accompanying yeah. him. Well, that's uh, 
Too bad this isn't a video. I know. But I'll uh, take some pictures. And, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, well that's what do we got here? Clarence on the clarinet. Okay. And uh, Buffalo Bill. Yes, I see on that. On the fiddle. Yes. Last year he was Buffalo Bill here with with my buffalo. I have a full size. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So and he he did such a good job as being Buffalo Bill that I think he just could. He had I, to he had to do the encore. Well, he had to learn how to play the fiddle. Yeah, reprise the role. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is like a little bit of um, the, the diorama, like is a walk through. Um, it's a little bit of like an old timey store, a little bit of a farm kind of pioneer feel. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Tell us about the scene here, besides well, obviously the, our, our lovely performance. Yeah, performance. I, I don't really have a theme. No. Okay. This year, I did last year. <laughs> I, this section here, Mrs. Uh, Claus. Mrs. Claus's shoe and garment repair. Okay. And we have Mrs. Claus on the old uh, sewing machine. Oh, I see her over there. And yeah, working hard. And this guy, he looks Santa. Familiar. Of course, uh -huh. we all know who he is. Yeah. And uh, this fawn. is this is Rudolph as a wee lad. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's studying Oregon because that's where he likes oh, to work. Right. Got a, he's got the map of Oregon. He wants in front to make him. sure he gets to everybody's house. house. Can't miss a house. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, lovely bunion uh, pads over here. Yeah. And then over here. <laughs> okay. We have an authentic Studebaker covered wagon. Awesome. That's owned by my very good friend Stephen Propica. Okay. And he stores it here. Uh-huh. And I and get to use it in the diorama. You put animals on it. <laughs> um, he actually took this on the reenactment of the Oregon Trail, the 150-year oh, really? reenactment. Yeah. And it so it was on the Oregon Trail. Drawn, pulled by horses. Was it? Yes. Was it? He yeah. had two wow. horses. Wow. And uh, I got to join him. What was uh, that like? Well, just for about the last part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you didn't have to put up with, like, the dysentery and everything. No. <laughs> oh, we would go uh, meet at several places, like when they stopped in La Grande. Yeah. Uh, he is the guitar player in my band. Okay. And so we would meet there. Yeah. And we would play. All the wagons would be circled, and we yeah. would play around the campfire. Yeah. And then we would meet at Mount Hood and then other places. Yeah. So. Love it. But I didn't have to actually walk along on the Oregon Trail. Like yeah. Now, this is my favorite, the canoe. Oh, yeah. Um, my wife runs a camp for the grandkids. Uh-huh. Uh, she has Camp Runamuck, she calls it. Out, out here? And ever since they were small. Yeah. And so... Out here at your place, you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so this is a dugout canoe. She said that uh, they were going to study canoes, you know, all the way from birch bark to other canoes. Yeah. And uh, so she asked me to make a dugout canoe, and so I did. And I didn't know what to do with it afterwards. So I thought, well, I'll just put it in the diorama. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Yeah, it's uh, just, just, yeah, just what you imagine yeah. when you say dugout canoe. It looks so cool. I uh, got a fish using it right now, it looks like. Uh, the and that's Joe Meek. Okay. Uh, one of the early frontiersmen. Okay, Joe the Meek. The Northwest. Okay. Um, He's wearing a. Joined by. A fox hat, or what, what's on his uh, head? It's a, it's a coyote. Coyote, okay. Coyote. So, Very aggressive looking deer over there. Yes. Yeah. Um, Got some bears looking in. He's uh, looking for old and of course a bear. Yeah. And a couple cougars. Yeah. I love it. So it's 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 a Christmas scene of uh, early pioneer. Yeah. 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 Uh, last year's, I actually had a theme, and it was a history theme. So we started with uh, 
the uh, 1950s to the 60s. Oh, cool. And, well, actually, we started in Yeah, we, yeah. we started <laughs> with Joe Meek. We went this way. Yeah. And uh, went around. We ended up at the uh, 1960s. Yeah, because you do have so much great, like, uh, retro and kind of period stuff mm-hmm. here yeah, mm-hmm. at the farm. So I guess that does it for the diorama. Yeah. Well, what is is it about these these artifacts? And I guess, why did you build this? <laughs> uh, well, I, I love collecting old things. Yeah. And uh, so you have to kind of, you have to justify it. Right. <laughs> so uh, to collect things. I'm not weird. No, I, this is no, why I do it. Yeah. Right. If you, if you have any more than five of I one thing. I have to do it. It's my business. Yes. <laughs> if you have any more than five of one thing, then you're a hoarder. Yes. So if you keep it under five of one thing, then you're a collector. Yeah, a collector. There you go. Yeah, so I like to hang on to that thought. Um, Very cool. And the uh, barn that we have here, mm-hmm. the old barn is was built by my great-grandfather yes. in 1907. Yes, so I wanted to ask you about that. So tell uh-huh. us about the history of this property and how you came to it. Um, well, in 1985, mm-hmm. we wanted to grow Christmas trees. I wanted to. Right. And my daughters had horses, and we were living on a place with seven acres, and there wasn't enough land to do that. Right. So You need a lot of acreage for trees? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need, and horses. Yeah. So we found a place that we just loved. Right. And uh, it was uh, the estate of Mary Wood. And uh, we were outbid on that property. Yeah. So, but in the meantime, our place had sold, mm-hmm. and we had to be out before the end of the year. Uh, so we were pretty much homeless. Yeah. And this place uh, needed a lot of work. Yeah. But we made an offer on it, and we got it right away. Yeah, and it was around Christmas time, right? That's uh, well, it was October when we... Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, but we, we couldn't move in until yeah. uh, after Christmas. Yeah. And then my grandmother lives right next door. We went up to tell her that we were going to be her neighbor. Yeah. And she said, oh, you, you're buying my old home place. Yeah. She uh, was born here. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when her father built the barn, she her job was to bring the sandwiches out for the workers, and I think she was six years old. Wow! Yeah. And uh, she was actually born on the property here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and her brothers and sisters, her parents, of course, came from Germany. And you didn't know that when you no. bought this property? Well, because after my great grandfather died in about 1930, yeah, my great grandmother couldn't stay here. Okay. It was too much work, and so. Yeah. It, the property went back to the bank. Gotcha. And so after that, it was shameful to yeah. even talk about this being once. It was a pain. It was painful. Uh huh. Yeah. It was painful. painful memory. And yeah. but after she found out that we were going to move here, that we bought it. Yeah. Then she told us all the history. She brought out all these pictures, wow. and I have the pictures in the barn uh, on the wall. Um, for anybody to see. Yeah. And yeah. it was, uh, I don't know, it was one of those divine intervention yeah. things. Oh, totally. I think. Totally. However, I already had the name for the farm. Right. I was going to name it after the lady, Mary Wood. Mary Wood, yeah. And I thought, oh, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. I'll just change the spelling a little bit. Right, and, make it a little more festive. Yeah, make it yeah. Mary Wood. Yeah, yeah. Love it so much. Um, okay, so so then you guys moved here, and it's been part of your life's work, just rebuilding and kind of... Uh, yeah improving and remodeling buildings yeah. that were originally well, what, built by your ancestors. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
several people had lived here, you know, ever from 1930 clear to 1986. Yeah. When on January 1, 1986. Yeah. Several people had been here living and you know doing their own thing and adding things and yeah. ripping out things and neglecting things. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Yeah. So the <laughs> we, house. We also live in a nearby property. Yeah. It's kind uh, of. <laughs> the, uh, the house was infested with rats. Mm. It was just a small house at that time. Yeah. The barn had uh, about two feet of manure mm. in it. Yeah. Uh, Is that all? Just all kind. Of, the fence was horrible. Yeah. So we started to work right away. Yeah. We had to. Yeah. Um, and it Don't the added onto to the house. Yeah. So now it looks like it does today. And yeah. I think beautiful. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> right. Finally. Yeah. Only took 30 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Beautiful, beautiful property you guys have out here. Okay. Well, let's stop talking about the past. Let's talk about what's going on this season okay. uh, for Marywood. Uh, we're, we're here this weekend. By the time folks are listening to this, it's too late for the soft opening. But tell us, uh, yeah. that's what you're doing this weekend. How's it been going so far? Uh Great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been busy. Well, well, yesterday was our first day opening. Yeah. And there was just a, a lot of people here. I think people are ready for Christmas yes. this year. People are and ready for some fun and just uh, to focus on family and just right. nice memories for a little while. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, yeah, we grow memories. <laughs> yes. So, right. <laughs> uh, they... They came in droves yesterday, and hopefully today they will too. And next weekend will be our biggest weekend. Yeah. We'll have a lot more trees here. Okay. Uh, we have the U-cut uh, trees, mm-hmm. but we have a lot of very nice pre-cut trees. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. I get those uh, I, other fields around mm-hmm. that I cut, and I only bring in the good ones. Okay. It's a little more work because yeah. I have to haul them. But, yeah. you know, like I said before, I have to make everybody happy. And, yeah. Uh, such a variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what kinds of varietals are you offering? I have a noble fir, uh-huh. and it's noble fir that is um, alpine noble fir, I call it, because okay. there's they're more natural. Okay. And um, then Nordman, Nordman fur, mm-hmm. the um, fluffy kind. Yeah. And I have natural Nordman as well. They last a long time. Okay. Interesting. Uh, you can put those in your house now and not worry about it till yeah. probably Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, and <laughs> I, like, then, I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Douglas fur, of course. Yeah. Lots of Douglas fur. Yeah. And they all pretty much look alike, but I have some really big ones. Yeah. Uh, there would be grand fir, and uh, oh, out in the field we have sequoia. Yeah, out there some people like it that. Seems so. Douglas, they have that real green and the big, long, the long needles. You know, kind of that like classic, beautiful Christmas oh. look. But the nobles have the stronger branches. It seems. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot and, of people want the nobles for that. Right. And the nobles used to be the longest lasting tree. Okay. And then along comes Nordman. Nordman. Yeah. And I started planting Nordman. Rivalry. I know. Yeah. Well, and. Started planting Nordman about 25 years ago, oh. and I didn't know. And, and I've never the nobles heard of were like, "What's this Nordman uh-huh. moving into the sudden, neighborhood?" Yeah, yeah. I yeah. go out, and my uh, nobles are starting. to, Some of them are dying out yeah. there. Yeah, and the Nordmans and I look are at just the robust. Nordman, yeah, and they're just going strong. Yeah. So over the years, a little hardier. Yeah, yeah. They are. Uh, the seed comes from Russia. That's where they grow normally. Oh, so they and, they can handle anything. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You can yeah live there, you know, yeah. Anywhere. Uh, <laughs> what heights? Uh, anywhere from table topper to 20 feet. Okay. <laughs> if you're looking for a 20-foot yeah. tree or uh-huh. a tabletop. Um, and what else? Is this old pony rides? Uh, the diorama, obviously, here is yes. an attraction. Uh-huh. Uh, what else you got going on? 
uh, to sort of round out the experience. Well, we have the, the Christmas shop with a few items okay. in there. Okay, okay, yep, uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously, meet Gene Autry is a life, yeah. lifelong goal. Yeah, well, of many we people. have him until yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the week before Christmas, and he goes back to work. He's, got, he's came got work to do, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. That makes sense. I mean, it's so, nice of him to do the, the long stay. Um, and when, when are you open? Uh, Just on the weekends? Well, during the week, too. Oh, during the week, too. Yeah. Okay, what are your uh, hours? Uh, we're open at 9 okay. uh, on the weekends. And then 10 o'clock on the weekdays. Okay. And then we close at 4.30. Okay, cool. Um, do you have a, a website or where you yes. can direct people? Uh, www.marywoodfarm.com. Marywood Farm. And uh, Facebook. Yep, Marywood Farm on Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, I want to ask you about the... Um, the process of, of being a Christmas tree farmer, right? Because it's a little bit of a different, you're not growing something, you know, over the course of a season and then harvesting that season. It takes yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing about Christmas trees is once you have your harvest, the tree is gone. If you're growing apples, you may have your harvest and you still have the tree. Right. And same way with uh, filberts. Yeah. And you still have the tree. Yeah. So... That's why I grow trees in other fields. So when I start getting low on the eucalypt out here and yeah. giving the other ones time to grow, and then that becomes we still have the option yeah. of uh, getting one from those other fields that yeah. I bring in here. Yeah, uh, and that keeps me going. Yeah. Um, so far, so good. Yeah, for 30 years. Yeah, I've been doing that. What What is largely the work when you're not harvesting or you're not planting? Uh, what is largely the work that you're doing as a Christmas tree farmer? Are you trimming them or yeah. you know doing certain things to? Because you see a wild Christmas tree, it doesn't look like a cultivated. Christmas yeah, tree. but some of the wild ones need a lot of work, right. Too, just to get them to uh, cooperate somewhat. Uh, but uh, February, I plant. Yeah, in the spring. I try to take care of the weeds. I don't use any real harsh chemicals that will stay on the ground. Yeah. Uh, because we're also very friendly to wildlife yeah. here. Yeah. So uh, there's a few weeds out there. But, yeah. You know, by by this time of year, they're yeah they're all scrunched down anyway. Their their season's over. Right. <laughs> and then there's the trimming. Yes. Um, and then do you go tree to tree? Or are you just kind of well, looking? Are there yeah, some? Yeah. I'll that look don't at every it. tree. Yeah. And take. You know, that one looks pretty good just the way it is. I'm yeah. going to leave it alone. Okay. Or this one looks pretty good, but it's going to need some help. And if it's still here after Christmas, then I'll trim it. Yeah. Trim it to grow instead of trimming it to grow. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, to grow, I suppose. Because uh, a lot of people don't like to cut ends on the tree. Yeah. Douglas fir, you have to trim them every year. Uh, otherwise, they just get Pushy. too yeah. wild. Yeah. And they all look alike. Yeah. Uh, but that's what people are used to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, Bill, thank you so uh -huh. much for taking time out. I know it's sure. a busy day for you. Really appreciate it. Anything else you want to share with people? Uh, just that when we are working here, uh, it's all family involved. Mm -hmm. So I've got the grandkids here. Yeah. Uh, Your lovely wife, Susan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Lots and, of dogs. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes just even all have, family. Sometimes you even have the neighbor's dogs over here. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Bill, uh, again, it's been great to finally have you on the show. Thanks. Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears? 
even chainsaws? No, that's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, or no. that baby sea otters can't swim? So their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle. Wait, do you know any trivia that isn't like animal related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hair Saloon, where Camby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hair is one of Camby's longest running locally owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Camby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year. Wow, I'm legitimately like caught off. That's cool. Yeah. They also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff, some of them as young as 18. Hey, that's older than you are. Uh, dude, I'm te I'm 10 months younger than you. With, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer, the Canby Wild Hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be. Furry friends, welcome. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net. Now Hear This Canby is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Canby by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. Um, I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though. <laughs>